0: Love God, afternoon. God Afternoon and welcome to the Love Gospel Hour. I'm your host, Minister Myrene Wise, and today we're going to have a special guest speaker, Minister Benji Allen from Pasco, West Washington, is going to bless us with the Word of God as the Lord leads us. Now, in the meantime, let's get your praise on.
1: Woo!
2: Without you, I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me, and I can say I'm stronger, I'm wiser, I'm better,
1: much better. When I look back over all you brought me through. Yeah.
0: Dynamic Minister Benji Allen Griffin from Pasco, Washington, to share with us the Word of God.
3: Thank you, thank you, thank you, Minister Wise. I want to first give honor and all wish to God because I praise God for this awesome opportunity to share with you in this manner, and I praise God for an opportunity to meet Minister Wise. Um, She's an awesome woman of God. So I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to speak from Genesis 50, uh, verse 20. It says, but as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. The subject of this message today is I am an overcomer. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you, Lord. You are such an awesome God, Lord. Father, we know that we never would have made it without you, and we are so grateful to have you in our lives. Father, right now it is time for for me to speak your words, Lord. So I'm asking that I'm allowed to sit down as you stand up in me, Father. And, Father, I'm just asking that whatever I have written down, Lord, if it's not, uh, pleasing for you, that you just blocked that from my eyesight, Lord. And then, Father, if I forgot to write something down, I'm asking that you just place it in my spirit. Things yes. I pray in your holy spirit, Jesus' name. Amen. You. Amen. you know, I'm encouraged this afternoon to speak of being an overcomer, especially during this pandemic, in the midst of all this political turmoil, this insurrection against our nation. So many are without jobs, without homes, without food to eat. But I come here this afternoon to say, America, we can overcome. Each of us have encountered situations where we just felt like thrown in the towel. We felt like the whole world was against us. We felt like no matter what we did, things would turn out bad. Or we felt that we had gotten so far down that there was nothing that could bring us back up. I came to tell you this afternoon that that is not so. You can rise above your situations. You can be an overcomer. There's a song that says, we fall down, but we get up. We get up because we are overcomers. As long as we have Jesus in our lives, can overcome. Someone told me years ago, if you fall down, fall on your back. Because as long as you can look up, you can get up. When I was talking to Minister Wise this past week, we both spoke of our falls and and how we may have lost everything at one time. But we both agree that we never lost our faith in God. And if you don't remember anything that I say this afternoon, remember this. Keep your faith in God. No matter what your situation, you shall overcome. No matter what life throws at us, we must remember that in the scriptures where there was seemingly a situation that looked hopeless, there followed two words, but God. And where there is a but God, you don't have to stay in your rut. You don't have to stay in your mess. You are an overcomer. I think at times of my mother's story where her childhood was not ideal, like a lot of ours. My mother was faced with possible indecent behavior from her uncle and then being severely beaten because she reported it. I think about her marrying and being taken to the deep woods where her husband would leave her for days while he courted other women, leaving her to raise four boys by herself. You see, my mom was an overcomer. Her coming here to Washington State and meeting her husband, my dad, and having four additional children, and while cleaning the homes of white people, working on and earning her teaching degree by the age of 44. My mother is my hero because my mother was an overcomer. Every time I hear her story, I know that I can do it also. The scripture says in 1 John 5 and 5, who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world? It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, listen to that. As long as you recognize and believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you will be victorious and you will overcome. Now, that's uh, an amen should go right there. So many times my mother would tell me that if it wasn't for God, she doesn't know where she would be. Makes me think of this song. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me, where would I be? Where would I be? So as we look at our text, we are reminded of the story of Joseph. The story of Joseph is in Genesis chapters 38 through 50, and I encourage you to read that. But Joseph was the favorite child of his father, Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons. But the scripture says that Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. He loved Joseph so much that he made Joseph a multicolored coat. The scripture says he made Joseph a multicolored coat. He didn't give a coat to anybody else. Because of all of this, his brothers saw that their father loved Joseph more than all of them, so they hated him. They were very jealous of their brother. You can imagine that family dynamic, not very good. And then on top of all that, Joseph was also gifted from God. You see, he could dream dreams and interpret them. And one day, he decided to share a couple of those dreams with his family. And the first dream was that his brothers would end up bowing down to him. The second dream was that not only does his brothers bow down to him, But his mother and father were also bowed down to him. And the scripture goes on to say Jacob was a little bit undone with that dream. But he backed off of a little bit because he realized that this son of his, Joseph, was a special child. And then Jacob decided to to send Joseph out to the field where the brothers were working. He said, go check on them and then report back to me. As the brothers saw him coming, they said, look, here comes this dreamer. Let's kill him. Let's throw him into a pit. Let's tell our fathers that a wild animal killed and devoured him. We'll see what comes of his dreams. Let me tell you, there is someone out there that is out there for the sole purpose of killing your dreams. Don't let it happen. Then Mm -hmm. Judah, Judah says to his brothers, you know, what, what, what would we gain if we kill our brother? Let's. Sell him to the Ishmaelites and and not kill him. After all, he is our brother and he is our flesh and blood. You know, let's not kill him. Let's just sell him where we don't know what's going to happen to him. So he was sold into slavery. They lifted him up out of that pit and they sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And then he was sold again in Egypt to Potiphar. Potiphar was an officer of Pharaoh. Joseph was favored by God, though. When Joseph was sold to Potiphar, the scripture says, and the Lord was with Joseph. In Joseph's time of despair, the Lord is with him. Joseph has no idea what's going to happen to him. It must be must have been um, comforting to know that the Lord was with him because nobody else was. His brothers had left him to die, sold him off, the only one he had was the Lord. And then, you know, when things are going good for you and and, and the Lord is with you, the devil has got something else in the works for you. There's always going to be something to help bring you down. And in Joseph's case, it was Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife had a sexual desire for Joseph. Over and over, day after day, Potiphar's wife would try to engage Joseph into having an affair with her, fused and finally ran from the house when she became insistent. Unfortunately for him, he left his jacket there in, in his haste to leave. And in Potiphar's wife's frustration, she lied to her husband and accuses Joseph of raping her. So Joseph is thrown into jail based on those false accusations. Once again, the scriptures say, but the Lord was with Joseph and extended loving kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the warden. The scripture talks about the Lord being with Joseph. But notice, each time is when Joseph is going through some dark times in his life, when his brothers sold him into slavery and now when he is thrown into prison due to being falsely accused of rape. You see, generally we think of the favor of God during times of prosperity or when things are going great in our lives. You know, we just got a new God, a new job, so God is with me. You know, I just bought a house, so God is with me. Often during our darkest or loneliest or perhaps our most adverse times, we not only get the impression that God is not for us, he is not even with us yet the opposite is true and precisely what we see in the life of Joseph eventually Joseph after successfully interpreting dreams of Pharaoh Pharaoh makes his makes him ruler over all of Egypt the scripture says see i have set you in charge over the land of Egypt get this Joseph went from being thrown into a pit to being thrown into prison to being elevated in the palace. Look at God. God is all right. The life of Joseph is perhaps the best Old Testament example of Romans 8:28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. As a result of Joseph becoming ruler of all of Egypt, he was able to store up food for 7 years and sell this food during the famine. And guess who needed food during the famine? Joseph's brothers and father. They had to come before this ruler of Egypt just to eat. Unbeknownst to them, this ruler was their brother whom they sold into slavery. Joseph endured many trials and tribulations. Satan had done so many things to him that were meant for bad, but God meant each and every one of them for good. So many times the devil throws things our way, things that are meant to make us stop trusting God, but you must not give up on God because he has not given up on you. Sometimes our inability to see God's presence in our lives, particularly during difficulty, is because we are looking through the lens of our circumstance rather than through the lens of God's love. We must remember that God has promised to never leave us or forsake us, set our hope in. When we look through our lens of circumstance, we see things that are meant to make us feel sorry for ourselves. We have pity parties at that time. Things that are meant to make us give up. Things that are meant for bad. When you view your circumstances through the unchanging lens of God's love, you see correctly and can correctly make sense of how to navigate what is before you. God will order our steps to get us through things to make us stronger. We just have to trust him. God will see us through to our destiny. I often think of the song and, and a minister wise played it just before I started speaking. I never would have made it. I never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see you were there with me. That's why I'm stronger. That's why I'm wiser. That's why I'm better. That's why I'm an overcomer. Joseph knew that no matter what was thrown at him, no matter what was done to him, no matter how Satan attacked, The God he served would allow him to say, I may be down now. Oh, but because of God, I will overcome. See, this is the type of attitude that we need today. We need to understand that no matter what we may go through, no matter how bad things might get, no matter how the enemy may attack us, always remember it may look dark now. Oh, but God. Can shine a light on that situation Enabling you to see your way to victory So let's consider Jesus Yeah, let's look at Jesus If you can remember that the chief priests and elders Were making plans on how to have Jesus executed Remind you of Joseph's brother Making plans to kill him When the enemy wanted to execute Jesus You know his buddy Judas Betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver Much like Joseph's brother's selling him for 20 pieces of silver. Then Jesus' friend Peter denied him three times. The soldiers stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They placed a staff in his right hand, then began to mock him. Hail, king of the Jews. They spit on him. They slapped him. They whipped him. They scourged him. You think you've had a bad day. You think that your situation is worse than this? And then around 3 p.m. in the afternoon, he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, when we are in our darkest moments, that's when we believe that God has forsaken us. But God has not forsaken us. And then Jesus gave up the ghost. I can hear Satan saying, I'll take your son and hold him in the grave. But God says, after three days, I will rise again. Sanctified imagination, I can hear Satan say, I've got him now. <laughs> There's no way he can get out. I've positioned soldiers to watch his grave site. But God says, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? I can hear my Jesus say, because I'll rise again. There's no power on earth that'll tie me down. Yes, I'll rise again. Death can't keep me in the ground. And on that third day, Jesus rose. Oh, but God caused his son to get up out of that grave. He rose. He did not let his circumstance keep him down. He rose. He did not let a seemingly bad situation keep him from getting up. He rose. Jesus overcame this situation, that situation that Satan meant for bad, but God meant it for good, good for you and good for me. The text scripture says, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. The scripture says in John 12 and 32, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. You see, when they lifted Jesus Christ up on that cross, they had no idea that this bad thing that they thought they were doing was God using them for the good of the world. Jesus' resurrection was designed to give you life and life more abundantly. He wants to keep you alive Not that you will not physically die. No, everybody is called once to die. But when you do, you will live again with him. His ride was designed to make you stronger, to make you wiser, to make you better, to make you an overcomer. God is the same today, tomorrow, and yesterday. If he did it for Joseph, he can and he will do it for you. All he wants you to do is to trust him. Truly make him the head of your life. Don't just say it, mean it. Where your friends and family would love to see you fail, God wants you to be an overcomer. You see, he can open doors that have been shut, and he can close doors that no man can open. No sin, no action, no choice on your part is too big for God to handle or too big to be worked out for your good. Just ask Joseph. Better yet, ask his brothers who ended up relying on him for their survival. You can look expectantly toward the future. Even if you make mistakes today, God still controls your future. God controls your destiny. 1 John 4 and 4 says, you are, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I am so grateful for all the but-gods in my life. I am so grateful that I have, I have him in my life. But without him, I could not be an overcomer. Trust God. Give your life to Jesus. You too can be an overcomer. Romans 10 and 9 says that if thou shalt confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, the scripture says thou shalt be saved. But God loved me so much that he saved my soul. He sent his only son to live and to die as a payment for my sin. You know, these words become really, really real when you make it personal. He died for me. Don't give up. Don't give in. Trust God. Do you have Christ in your life? It is difficult to be an overcomer without Christ. I invite you to invite him into your life. It's simple. Here's a simple prayer. Close your eyes. Listen intently as I pray. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. And I need your forgiveness I believe you are the son of God Who died on the cross for my sins And rose from the dead on the third day for me I want to turn from my sins I now invite you to come into my heart And into my life Trust and follow you as Lord and Savior In Jesus' name, amen So if this prayer resonated in your spirit, if this prayer resonated in your heart, and you want to give your life over to him, now is the appointed time, because tomorrow is not promised. And remember, you are an overcomer. Thank you.
0: Thank God for that wonderful testimony and wonderful word that was given to us by Minister Benji Allen Griffin. She blessed my soul, and I know she blessed your soul on today. So you should have no doubt in your mind that you're an overcomer. And on top of that, I want to let you know that you are a winner.
4: Mighty under God for the pulling down of strongholds. <laughs> you just crossed the finish line. Lift up your hands. You've already won. In case you don't know, the race isn't given to the ship, nor to the strong, but to those that endure to the end. I'm so grateful the enemy had it wrong. He thought you weren't gonna make it, but you've already won. Get ready to blow your balloons, turn up with them petty, walk down the street for the parade. We've already won. Nobody waits to get to the award ceremony. it's so right. And is it. already won. Get ready. All of your haters are waving. All the people that underestimated you are second guessing. Family members owe you an apology. Why? Because you already won. I'm excited because I know the fight is already hit. My hands are already lifted the gold medal is being placed around my neck, we've already won, God has already killed the fatty calf, he's prepared a new road, and he's flipping a wrench on your finger, prodigal sons and daughters, lift up your hands, we've already won, this is the Olympic of champions, where God is in fact saying, race is now yours. Wave to every person who didn't think you were gonna make it. He meant it for evil, but you're getting ready to work it out because God is good all the time. My dear friends, we are winners. Ah, this is Jamar Harrison ah, Brown with my baby ah, sister Jacob. Telling you we're winners. It's already one. It's already one. Cause I'm a win-
0: through so many different changes in our life, so many different challenges in our life, But if we can always keep our eyes on Jesus, we know that we know we've already won because there's only victory in Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And I just thank and praise him that I know this, that I don't look at my situation nor my circumstances, but I look to the hills from which comes my help because all of my help comes from the Lord.
5: This is not the first time that your back has been against the wall. But you got to remember that the same God that brought you out the last time, he can do it again. God, would you give us an encore?
1: God, I have been here before.
5: did last time. I know you can because this is not
1: this is the first time. i sitting here alone. I'm here again.
5: can't believe I fell for it. Won't you fix it. Uh, before. You're the God of the encore. You said in your word that I'm calling for you. God, somebody listening right now needs you. The mother raised the children by herself. The man struggling Trying to find a job The child That's feeling neglected God can you God please We need you to My heart is broken My life feels empty
1: Can you come back and
5: I need you to My
1: mind
5: I know what the doctor said but you healed me before Can you touch my children? Bring them back home I want my family back My marriage Can you work it out? Now if anybody is listening Can you remember when you were sounding nothing? And God stepped in right on time And some ways you made it out So if you need God to show up again Shout God my life is broken I need him I'm standing up all night worrying God I can't get
2: out on my own I need them. I'm feeling like all hope is gone They
5: even trying to take my home And my children, they're depending on me God. But you're with me So I got a feeling it's about to get better hey you are. You specialize in repeat performances.
1: Yeah,
5: I know you can do it again.
0: You know, there are some messages sometimes that we may feel may not particularly apply to our lives because we may not be feeling hopeless. We may not be feeling like we've gone through the storm you may not feel like you're being challenged in your relationships or you may not feel like your finances, uh, you have some financial woes. But I want you to remember that you are your brother's keeper. You may not be going through this but if you know of anyone, intercede for them, pray for them, make sure you keep them in your hearts and in your minds. So we're going to go on and praise the. God with one more song before we leave today.
1: The enemy came up against your husband, the enemy came up against your children. The enemy came up against your name The enemy came up against your character You will win, win You will win, win. The enemy came up against your help. came up against your finance. The The enemy came up against your vision. The enemy came up against your business. You
0: Have any questions, song requests, or comments, you can call 516 387 1471. And as always, if you don't know Him, get to know Him. I love you with the love of the Lord. You have a blessed day. Amen.